Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode five of the Endless Spiral podcast. You're all very welcome. On this episode, I am joined by renowned sports psychologist Divya Jen. She is the head of psychological services for the Department of Mental Health and Behavioral Sciences for the Fortis National Mental Health Program. That's a mouthful. <laughs> I am delighted that Divya has joined me on this podcast because I think this is going to be a really good opportunity maybe for us to get some insight into maybe the medical side of things and maybe we can pick up some tips along the way. Uh, Divya, you're very welcome. Thanks very much for joining me. How are you? Thank you for having me here. It's always fantastic to talk about sports and mental health. Uh, I'm yeah. doing well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm really, really good. I'm really, really good. It's actually quite warm here tonight, so it's unusual. Really? <laughs> Apart from that, I'm really good. <laughs> I think maybe we start with um, what exactly is sports psychology? Maybe if some people aren't completely aware of exactly what it means. So when we talk about sports training, uh, you'd basically be looking at three different aspects. One would be your technical strategic training. The second would be your strength conditioning, which would also include your nutrition and things like that. And the third would be the mental aspect of the game. And if you look at any sports competition, just hear the commentary and you'll notice how much people talk about the psychological aspects, right? This one's choking under pressure. How is this person going to recover uh, from the previous failure, from the previous mistake? And yet we notice that not a lot is done to actually systematically uh, look after these mental aspects of the game. Yeah. So sports psychology is actually techniques that can help you uh, focus better under pressure, deal with that competition anxiety, how to be present in the moment, what to say to yourself before a competition, things like that. Anything that can enhance the performance uh, based on yeah. just how you think about the game. Yeah. And do you feel that the mental side of things is is lacking or it's maybe not, there isn't as much focus on the mental side of things than maybe say the physical side of, of sports training? Not nearly enough, unfortunately. I, I right. don't know how it is at your side of the world. Yeah, uh, yeah. While there is uh, there is an increased focus, for sure, people are understanding the value of it, but I feel like there's still a lot more that can be done in a more uh, systematic manner. Uh, you know, people find that this is something that they can do in their extra time rather than necessarily right. being something that is prioritized as part of training. So I feel like yeah. that betters could be shifted a bit. Yeah, so it's kind of like it's nearly an afterthought. Almost. Almost, Almost. right, right. And do you deal with, is it more playing side of of sports or would you deal with maybe people who would suffer maybe from anxiety but kind of use sport maybe as an escapism or would you mainly just deal with kind of athletes? Uh, So as a sports psychologist, I deal with athletes uh, who are, whether it's for uh, performance enhancement or whether it's regular mental health concerns like anxiety uh, or depression, which athletes just like regular people uh, can also experience. At the same time, uh, I work with regular people who are not a part of the athletic population as well. Uh, although I think sports is great for absolutely absolutely everyone uh, to kind of play. Uh, what got you interested in sports and mental health? Not something that's talked about a lot. Yeah, so, yes. um, yeah, so that's a, a good question actually. Um, when I was when I was younger, I suffered from depression, and as I got older, the kind of depression kind of turned into more anxiety. And what I found was I was using sport as an an escapism, and it wasn't necessarily playing sport. It would be more watching sport on TV or 
you know, like, and it could be any type of sport. So I would nearly, I'd feel, I'd find myself just kind of sitting down or, or whatever, but I would just be watching sport or even listening to a sports podcast to take myself away from my anxiety of maybe work or, or maybe, um, or anything really, but it was just more just to take my, my focus away from the daily struggles. If you know what I mean? Like even a two hours of just watching like a football match in the evening would be heaven for me. But then I also found if I was playing sport, it would have the opposite effect on me. So if I wasn't performing as I thought I should be, it would have the, it would have a negative effect on me. So what I would find that I would nearly be, I would nearly stop playing certain sports, which is a terrible thing, but I would stop playing certain sports if I felt I wasn't kind of performing as I should. And I would nearly retreat and I would mm-hmm. start watching the sport on TV nearly of how it should be played and it would make me feel better so i would find playing sport would i would would cause me kind of anxiety and be a a negative effect but watching sports on tv like watching professionals would have the opposite effect and i would it would have a positive effect on me like do you find would you find that with many other people i'm sure it's it's quite common actually one question that i always like to ask players i work with right at the start in my first session is what makes you want to play Uh, and if you think yeah. about when you started playing, it, it was just for fun, right? That feeling of yeah. being out there on the field, not in your classroom, running yeah. around with your friends, that's the most exciting feeling. But as in when you, you improve, you get better at it, your own expectations, other people's expectations, spectators start coming into it, the stakes get higher. You know, yeah. that's when people, sometimes uh, it becomes more about expectations, more about living up to something, more about fame, more about success rather than really just about the fun and the spirit of playing sports. So that is something that definitely does happen. And on the flip side of it, I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot to be admired, even by watching sports, Uh, just seeing our road models up there, uh, you know, battling it out on the field can be very, very inspiring and a lot of fun. So I completely understand that part. Yeah, that's exactly why I thought it would be great, you know, to have you on this podcast just to get a different perspective on things because you deal with actually, you know, with elite athletes. And what about um, the athletes that you actually work with? Are you able to talk a little bit about maybe kind of some tips that you might talk to them about and, and help kind of maybe... No, I was just going to say kind of maybe our, like some athletes might deal with kind of the anxiety and the stress of sport differently than others. Uh, I yeah. guess I think every person deals with anxiety uh differently. I think the most important part for me, uh, dealing with anxiety is uh, competition anxiety is one of the key aspects of uh, the work that we actually uh, do, especially at a very high level, because a lot of times you find that athletes may do very, very well under uh, in the nets. And when they go out into competition, all those really high pressure uh, competition situations, you know, you're going into the Olympics, you've been training for this for the last 15 years, yeah. uh, the next one minute will determine uh, what the result of that is. It's a lot of pressure uh, to deal with. So dealing with that anxiety is going to be the most important. Firstly, it's important to just be able to understand stress and anxiety. Uh, you know, stress is just our body's response uh, to any kind of fight or flight situation, right? So it's actually a way of strengthening our body. That's why our heart rate starts to increase. That's why our breathing patterns change, right? So that you can run faster, so that you can be stronger. So if athletes can kind of understand that stress is more about making the body stronger rather than something to be scared about. It's actually yeah. something that players can use to energize themselves. Of course, bases their own individual 
disposition as well as the sport that they're playing you know some of those uh, outburst kind of sports you know you're talking about sprints and things like that uh, will require that high energy and players can do really well with that extra burst if you're talking about other sports like shooting and golf uh, which require you to be really calm which require you to shoot between heartbeats there it would be a different kind of strategy so when you choose to psych up when you choose to psych down uh, what kind of different patterns you use whether in terms of your breathing whether in terms of your focus what you tell yourself uh, so it can actually be quite systematic uh, i remember my you know a lot of times growing up and this is while playing sport this is in school uh, yeah. this is at home when you used to get anxious people used to say you know just relax and that used to make me so frustrated yeah <laughs> yeah the yeah. worst thing to say to someone uh, yeah. when they're anxious right just relax uh, yeah if i could have i would have right uh, yeah <laughs> and shifting it from that to say hey okay if you're anxious step 1 step 2 step 3 uh, do these things practice these things regularly for this much time and you'll be able to see a result and you'll actually be able to learn how to relax uh, which is okay. what i find very satisfying so it's more just a repetitive thing as well i mean i suppose it's a repetitive thing when you're actually playing sport but it's also a repetitive thing in your mind isn't it like you just have to practice the the skills that you're teaching these athletes Absolutely it's like any other aspect of sport right you have to keep practicing your backhand again and again and again you need to yeah. get in the repetitions yeah uh, and you need to get in the repetitions with this as well uh, people sometimes unfortunately think that you know they'll they'll pick up the skill and then they'll just directly implement it in competition it doesn't work like that it's a lot about the planning and the preparation that goes into it even psychologically yeah. Right. Okay. And I suppose as you were just saying, kind of the shooting on on um between heartbeats. I suppose practicing your breathing is is, is really important as well. Yes, absolutely. Lots of interesting techniques uh, coming up. There's a lot of biofeedback and neurofeedback uh, okay. that's coming up. Where people are actually being able to watch their heartbeat on a screen, figure out what they can do to reduce the pace of it, what they can do to increase the pace of it, uh, right. how their brain waves differ, and things like that. So a lot of technology coming into it. Yeah, um, that's very interesting. Yeah, the wisdom as well, a lot of breathing techniques, uh, even just where you focus on, how you focus your sight, your vision, visualization techniques that you can use. Yeah, uh, there's a whole basket of techniques that can actually uh, right. go into it based on what the player is comfortable with. Yeah, I've noticed when I am, um, especially like um, golfers, to use visualization so so much. Like, like yes. you always see, like say the Tiger Woods, they before they go to take the shot, they'll step back. And they just look down the fair and like they're visualizing what they're going to do beforehand. Mm -hmm. So, so important. Absolutely. I think if you can visualize it, then I mean, it used to happen to me when I used to play right. sport or work out. If I could visualize myself doing something, the chances of me actually doing it were a lot higher. Yeah. And again, visualization is not just some like some secret magical tool, right? It's, it's one more form of practice uh, yeah. where you're practicing the same thing in your mind. Like yeah. what I like to tell athletes is, don't visualize winning uh, visualize playing your winning game right visualize yourself running the fastest hitting the hardest right um, aiming the most accurate rather than just standing on the podium and celebrating yeah 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 cuz you can kind of get ahead of yourself if you start kind of yeah. visualizing the actual finish out yeah i think that was probably my problem when i was playing sport was i was visualizing myself failing rather than visualizing myself succeeding i was or just it, playing it, actually I, yeah yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's. I think it was far. It's far easier for me to just sit back and watch somebody else either succeed or fail. Right. <laughs> you know? I think if you're watching yourself succeed or fail, either way, you're not in the present moment, and you're not yeah. visualizing yourself play. Um, yeah. 
So whether it's failure, success, whether it's past or future, either way, you're not in the present moment, and that, that's not going to work. So would you recommend that maybe I go back and start playing sport again? Always, always. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone well, should pick up a sport, no matter what age, no matter. Yeah, yeah. What I might try golf again. I used to enjoy golf. Really? Yeah. Do you deal with any any golfers, or would you be more um, like um, track and field athletes, or would you deal with kind of all sports? All sports. Uh, frankly, they're just um, yeah. There's a huge sucks, uh, There's a huge shortage of psychologists in the country, of mental health experts in the country, and of sports psychologists specifically as well. Uh, and no, I think I I enjoy working with different athletes from different uh, yeah fields as well. There are different challenges. Uh, both individually, uh, person to person, as well as based on the sport. Uh, so that we, uh, I mean, I think people in sports like golf, shooting, archery, understand the value of sports psychology a lot more because right. uh, it's a, it requires a lot more calm and focus. Uh, right. But at the same time, you know, racket sports have their own specific demands. The amount of time you actually spend waiting between points in racket sports is, is quite surprising. Uh, if you really look That's at it. Point consider soccer, the penalty shootouts, uh, yeah. gymnastics, track field, swimming, all of those. I mean, they all have their very unique and interesting demands. And yeah, yeah. To work with peers from different. And would you find the advice that you would give an individual, uh, like uh, an athlete who's doing an individual sport, would you give different advice to someone who's in a team sport? Uh, it depends if I'm talking to one person or the entire team. I think okay. there are two separate kind of components because every player is an individual player within a team sport as well. So if you're looking at building focus, if you're looking at dealing with anxiety, uh, those aspects will be pretty similar for whichever sport uh, you're playing. Uh, It's the other aspects in terms of, uh, you know, your communication with other team members, uh, your sense of identification, your identity, yourself, your team, your goals, how you negotiate those conflicts, how you deal with those aspects, that will be an extra Right. Uh, add on sharing that responsibility rather than having that entire responsibility on yeah. yourself. Uh, yeah. So there'd be those additional components that you would be looking at in a team, right? Building that trust, building that uh, camaraderie, so to say, yeah. uh, and yeah. dealing with those conflicts as compared to individual sport, which is yeah more focused and on the self alone. Do you feel that you would have more, maybe not success is the right word, but would you have kind of more of an impact on a team? An, an athlete in a team sport rather than an individual sport. I, I don't think it makes a difference. I think I think a player needs to be open right. uh, to this process, and anyone who's open to it uh, would benefit from it. The psychology is not something that you can force onto someone. Yeah, open I suppose to, to give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. And are you are you are you involved in any other mental health activities, or is it are you are you purely just on sports, the sports side at the moment? No, a lot actually. So that entire mouthful that you recited at the beginning, the <laughs> Department of Mental Health and Behavioral Sciences for this National Mental Health Program. Yeah. Uh, so we're actually a, a team of uh, mental health professionals spread across India. Uh, yeah. And we work a lot, um, other than our clinical consultations in different aspects, uh, we work a lot with schools, uh, working on life skills development, okay. helping uh, students cope with the different pressures, whether it's bullying, whether it's um, understanding media literacy, gender-related aspects, things like that. We work with teachers, parents as well. Uh, we do a lot of work with uh, corporate organizations, 
uh, these days especially people are really struggling with uh, the lockdown working from home uh, you know how to support each other uh, in this pandemic we've been working a lot on those aspects also uh, so a lot of work in the community also like i said uh, there's a significant shortage uh, of mental health experts and there's a huge burden right 300 million people in the world suffer from depression mm. uh, more than 250 million suffer from anxiety so it's a it's a yeah. big problem that's not recognized as much as it should so we all feel like uh, you know that that's something that each member of our team believes that take out 20% of your time from your practice to give to the community to be able to make an impact uh, because otherwise as a psychologist you know at the most i can work with what six eight people in the day that's okay. 40 nice. people in the week uh, and that continues for many months so yeah versus the kind of impact that you can make if you are able to scale it up and reach out into the community uh, train volunteers train teachers train students and how are do you would you do any sports counseling for students in like in kind of um younger kids in school would you do what would you do I, any counseling sorry would you like for sports or would it just be for the bullying and the um the general day to day anxiety stuff so both actually uh, so there's the day to day the bullying substance use you know, assertiveness peer pressure those aspects as well um, a lot of talking to parents about encouraging kids to play and how that helps uh, develop their yeah. personality uh, with yeah. kids who are interested in sports we also do workshops uh, with them okay. i actually feel that with with kids uh, that's the age to start mental training right okay. uh, not once they become elite athletes uh, i would rather right. start much much younger early teens uh, you know when they're more in their formative years so that they're able to form the right attitude towards sport at that age right so that they remember the fun at that time they remember how to focus they understand what pressure is and how to deal with it and use those same skills in other challenges of life also i think um, you know taking your board exams or, or playing a sport or competition they aren't very different in terms of the psychological skills that they require so yes i really enjoy working with younger yeah. athletes i think that's that's where the focus really needs to be you know, we yeah. can't think of 2021 olympics we have to think of 2028 2032 yeah uh, that's where the medals are that's where the medals are yeah because there was a question that i was going to ask you was kind of the the youngest age that you would really work with but as you say as you say you kind of you know you should really be shaping them from a younger age yeah you just work with them differently um, yeah you use different kinds of language i mean um, i love quoting harry potter examples with a lot of right. younger players that i work with or Uh, different animations and things like that so you okay. you really simplify it you get them used to the idea of having yeah. someone to talk to okay uh, and uh, you work at it a bit differently you work at different aspects uh, initially it's more just about building their confidence their you know their belief in their ability and their effort more than anything else and yeah know, developmentally you progress and your training goals change and your yeah uh, mental training goals also change yeah very good and what are the the harry potter analogies you use <laughs> can you remember what they are <laughs> oh they go on and on are Did you I? a harry potter fan as well uh not not so much but a little bit okay um so so one thing that uh, i mean like i said i can go on and on with these but uh, one of these is is um, for example uh, in the first book uh, when harry has to find the philosopher's stone and yeah. uh, lord voldemort is not able to find it because he wants to own the stone while harry wants to find it and so because harry wants to find it he's able to find it 
so it's again about focusing on the process and focusing on rather than winning and right. having the trophy uh, figure out how to get the trophy uh, okay. so that's that's one one example that i like to use and like etcetera yeah yeah <laughs> well before we let you go maybe we'll squeeze in one more you had another one um <laughs> an animation one you said <laughs> oh just uh, in fact i i don't today we were having this conversation uh, on twitter uh just talking about mental health talking about sports and uh, the pandemic and how people are dealing with it and i was just talking about a young client of mine who who was teaching me uh, you know they were quoting uh, finding dory and there's a song which is just keep swimming uh yeah. and i found that so great uh, especially in times like these when uh, you know it's just about one step at a time and things are getting very difficult yeah uh, you know to have these kids share such positivity and yeah. that's something that goes on in my mind a lot these days just yeah. swimming yeah and how have you been with the pandemic have you been on lockdown or have you been how have you been coping or how have you found other people have been coping even your colleagues it's been hard uh you know the second wave has hit pretty hard uh, people are struggling both personally their own health their family members health uh, with colleagues as well a lot of us are actually uh, you know we're, we're focused on looking after each other Uh, in the team as well uh, and it's fantastic to have a team that you know while they're looking after sick family members at home they're also continuing to do sessions with school kids with parents uh, on social media on helping people stay positive at this time uh, doing sessions with a lot of clients who are also dealing with grief dealing with anxiety it's been a hard time but i think yeah. it's also been a time which has uh, I've seen a lot of people banding together and really looking out for each other a lot yeah. more than I've seen in the past. I feel a lot of gratitude, I feel a lot of support and I think that's the general sentiment. I mean, it's about perspective, right? You can it's about what you choose to look at and yeah. um, while yeah. there is a lot of sadness, a lot of grief around um, there's also I think a lot to be proud of and a lot to a lot to celebrate also. Yeah, I have noticed that when you kind of go on the news and you see kind of yeah, so so many communities just kind of just coming together and supporting each other. It's so 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 important, it really is. Yeah. Yes, and I hope people I hope you remember this after the pandemic is over as well. I hope we don't lose sight of yeah, of this aspect. Yeah. That'll yeah. be a real loss. Yeah, I I totally agree. I, I totally agree. Um Divya, that's been really really good. Um we might leave it there unless you have anything else that you would like to to add have you any kind of um tips and tricks or some magic words that you want to tell everybody <laughs> <laughs> i think take it one day at a time one foot in front of the other focus on the things that you can control there's a lot of um a lot of speculation out there these days there's a lot of uncertainty just stick to what you can control train as hard as you can uh support each other as best as you can and stay connected at this time yeah lovely very good very very good that was very insightful to you and i want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on and do this it's been very insightful i have to say it really has thank you so much it's it's been a lot of fun thank you very much and guys i will leave it there and um i will talk to you all again soon bye for now